What does it mean to be completely healthy? Welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I'm Monica Patton, and these are the parts of us. I sit down to talk with Kayla Magby, Mental Health Coordinator of Fort Payne City Schools. We discuss the importance of fostering resilience with our kids, how we can encourage social-emotional learning. Kayla, along with Erin Cagle, system-wide social worker, are starting a new program at Fort Payne in hopes to provide caregivers and parental support. I hope you feel empowered and supported when you listen to this conversation because you're not alone in trying to parent the children in your life. As Kayla brilliantly says at the end, we are all humans just trying to survive. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Kayla, thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. So excited. Good. Me too. So you are, for those that don't know, you are the social worker, one of the social workers. Yes. Along with Erin Cagle Mm -hmm. at the Fort Payne City School System. And that includes four different schools, for those that are not familiar with Fort Payne. So I'd love for you to kind of start by telling our listeners what you do, because I think some people don't completely know what social workers do within the school systems, because that is fairly new in recent years. Thankfully, they are in our schools now. So explain to us a little bit what maybe you do. Or just social workers do in general in the schools? So with Fort Payne City Schools, we are very fortunate. Um, so how we break it down, I am the mental health coordinator, and then Erin is our system-wide social worker, which those are just titles. We do very similar things. We pretty much do the same thing. And Erin is my right hand. I have to give Erin Cagle a shout-out because without her, I don't know kind of where I would be with our school system because – you know, some years ago, it, I was just one. And it's, like, oh, we only have one more person. Well, one more person is a lot, especially when they have the work ethic that she does. And so she makes a huge difference uh, for our school system. And so it, it took me a minute to, to think about that because now we have five schools because we include our pre-K. So we, we also have a, a pre-K program as well that's in a totally separate building. So Fort Payne is Fort Payne High School, Fort Payne Middle School, Little Ridge Intermediate, Wills Valley Elementary, and then our pre-K program, which is at our Williams Avenue um, school. And so we try to serve all those schools. Well, I say try. We do serve all those schools. Pre-K is a bit different just because of the age. <clears throat> if they are you know, of a certain maturity level, then we can try to provide services. But when we're looking at our entire school system, it's five schools. And so... Five schools with two people, the math ain't math then, but we do the best that we can. And I truly feel like um, we serve our students and our school system the best we can every day. So just in general, like a little snippet of what I would say that Aaron and I do, we are more so of like we, we put out fires, basically, um, and what that may entail. And it could it could entail multiple things. Um we provide one-on-one services for students on campus that could be talking to a student about 
relationship problems, conflicts at home, grades, um, social or peer uh, issues or concerns. The list goes on. We also um, provide group counseling. Um, We are liaisons for our local agencies as far as CED Mental Health Center and then the Children's Advocacy Center, um, DHR, uh, JPO, local businesses, local uh, community agencies. We try to be a liaison between the school system and them. Um, One thing that I think a lot of people don't have a clue we do that we do every single day is monitor our students' Chromebook usage. So we monitor our students from really kindergarten all the way up to 12th grade, we can receive an alert from their Chromebook. Yes, it's a school device that we have issued so they can, you know, complete their their grades and their, their academics. But anything that they search in Google, we have access to it. And a lot of our day-to-day is monitoring that. That could be a simple song. That could be two students chatting about a breakup. That could be a student searching depression or anxiety, or that could be a student searching the suicide hotline. It, it varies, but that's something that we do throughout the day on top of doing face-to-face uh, services. So in a nutshell, we're, we're, we, again, I say we put out fires, but we also try to provide supportive services so that our students can be um, just happy, healthy, and productive students and hopefully turn into happy, healthy, productive adults. That's our goal. Right? That, that's the overall goal, you know, is is to build from our young students to our intermediate students, to our middle school, to our high school. And then those high school students are coming out into the world as productive citizens, not only being able to be productive as far as making a living, but being decent human beings, having a good understanding, a good foundation of what that means. And we look at school as you know, you have to get your education, your reading, writing, and arithmetic, you know, as my grandmother used to say, but it is so much more. I haven't more. heard arithmetic in a long time. <laughs> oh my gosh, you got to get your reading, your writing, your arithmetic. Yeah. But there's so much more to that, especially with today's children, because a lot of things that I see is that we have very smart children, very, very smart. They're doing things that we would not even touch on back when I was in school, but they also have a tremendous amount of challenges just with social things, um, with technology. That's a game changer. And so on top of maintaining decent grades, the social component of just being in school and being a young adult is huge. Um, And so that's, I think, is the big struggle as to how do you mold all that and get a productive young adult when they come out of high school. That, like, how do you mold all that to a productive, you know, young adult so that they can be successful in whatever that may be? Yeah, I agree. And I think you hit the nail on the head talking about, um, well, it just shows you like with Chromebook usage and y'all mon- monitoring that, there's a reason for that, right? Which is why we should be mon- monitoring to some degree our kids' phones and social media and that is a balance and everybody has different viewpoints on that. But I, I agree. I think that our, the technology that our kids are exposed to and have, mm-hmm. there's so many benefits, right? And like you said, <clears throat> academically, a lot of kids are thriving mm-hmm. and, um, which is great. 
but what about socially and how are they being affected socially and emotionally? And I feel like that is where some lack is due to, I'm not going to blame any one person, any one thing. It's just our culture now. So how do we learn to manage the technology and still, yeah, like you said, raise, you know, socially, you know, happy, healthy kids it's yeah. it's a lot of pressure it's a lot it of is. pressure for kids and it's a lot of pressure as parents and caregivers absolutely and so you know there's terms that have been flying around probably now for the past i'll say maybe year for me just with the circle that i run with and that social emotional learning and that's the new like phrase that everybody's trying to jump on because that is where education is 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 turning to is a social emotional learning and um I think that just encompasses all of it, that we have to teach our students, but we also have to um, support them socially and emotionally. Otherwise, what they're learning is just going to go in one ear and out the other. And so that's that's the big challenge. Um, and I do think that, you know, I love technology just like everybody else. I have a phone. I have all the things. And I think back to when I was in school, the big thing was the the flip phones, the razor phones. And I was in like middle school, high school when I got my first phone. You have kids now in elementary school who have better phones than I do right now as an adult. You have kids who have been exposed to, you know, iPads and kid iPads or whatever before, you know, six, seven years old. They don't know a life without it. They don't know a life without it. And that to me is is pros and cons to it because they're very, very smart um, because they know they can obtain a lot of information from just this one device, but also it takes away just from the social component of being a person, being a human. We do have a lot of students who struggle with making eye contact, with communicating like, with, with words, like verbally, <laughs> you know, but then they can type up a book. They can go into a chat room and type their whole life story, but they would dare say that out in public. And again, there's pros and cons to it. But I do think that when we look back, you know, some years from now, that that there will be um, some consequences to that, I would say, you know, there's things that I see now that I I do believe they are great. But I do believe at the same time that there are going to be consequences in the future for it, as far as just mild things like interviewing skills. It, that that's something that has gone away. Public speaking. I can't tell you how many students struggle um, with just public speaking. And I used to tell people all the time because they say, oh, you know, Kayla, you, you do a really good job at public speaking or, you know, you don't seem nervous at all. And I tell people that I remember being a child uh, at church doing a speech or a play or you know, Black History Month, and you'd have to get up there and read a skit or, you know, read a verse from the Bible. And my grandmother, my mother would make me remember, like remember mine. And so um, I think that helped me at a young age to be comfortable and confident to um, speak and to know what you're talking about. Even, you know, I don't really hear that I have a list, but I do when I, like, I hear myself talk back. It still doesn't bother me um, because I, I really like contribute that to uh, my upbringing with my mother, my grandmother, my family, you know, to, to push me to be young uh, and to be OK to lead a song or, you know, be OK to, to read a, a speech at church. And those were some of my first speaking um, 
you know, events as, as a young child. And you'd think now the first time most kids speak in public is in, I don't know, ninth or 10th grade when they're doing something in a reading class or in uh, English where they have to present something. And they're terrified because they've never been exposed to it. And so that, I think, has changed over the years, is that you can have a child now who's never known a life without technology. And so they've never been exposed to that face-to-face communication until it's time to turn in uh, a job application or it's time to sit for a scholarship interview or a job interview. And so it terrifies them because they've never been exposed to it. I'm glad you brought that up. So I guess that's just a good point to leave with us as parents as, and I feel like this is just such the balance that we, we have to deal with, with, with parents is when to push and when to pull back with, with kids. So providing opportunities for your children as young as possible to, like you said, in real life conversations, mm-hmm. whether, and you just back it up, like you're talking about public speaking, but that's like, and that is a number one fear and always has, I mean, they say for most people, you know, yeah. that's not unusual, but I think it is getting harder because we don't have as much face-to-face. We don't have, you go back to just like phone calls, yeah. like, you know, mostly we text, we email, we Snapchat, you know, all the things that we do. So just learning to deal with people, like you said, just eye contact, just natural mm-hmm. skills, give give more opportunities for your children, empower them, let them know it's okay to feel nervous mm-hmm. and it's okay to like struggle, but it will get better. But I feel like I know what I'm seeing and you're, you're probably seeing this too, is a lot of social anxiety that's coming from this. Yeah. And it doesn't get better not doing the thing. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So it's it's like we got to push. Mm-hmm. And that is hard. It is hard. And I see parents mm-hmm. where they want the best for their child, but they don't want to put them in an uncomfortable position. And I will tell you, um, <clears throat> excuse me, one thing that I've seen that is super simple that, that parents can start doing is when your child is, I don't know, I would say like eight or nine, maybe even 10, I guess. Let's go with that. Allow them to order their food themselves. Start there. Start there. Uh, allow them to order their food for themselves. That's a good point, too. I like that. Well, it's it's something simple that, that I've seen that um, I don't think parents do enough of. Like, I'll be out in public, and I'll see what would appear to be like a semi-grown kid. And their parents speaking for them at the table when the waitress comes to take the order. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, Well, and it's an opportunity once again to have that eye contact with someone, right? And <laughs> these allergies. <laughs> it's rough, but you got to keep moving forward, you gotta keep, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I, I've, I think a good idea is to... I've done this myself where just let my kid go into a gas station and go, you know, get their own stuff and deal with the attendant there too, where it's like they need to learn to do things without you. Oh yeah. Right. Absolutely. At an earlier age versus, um, you know, when they hit teenage years and then it's just expected of you to do that for them. And so again, I contribute that with my grandmother and my mother to allow me to be, Semi-independent, semi-independent, um, 
you know, productive as, as a young person so that when I become older, it's not something foreign to me. Because, oh, you know, everything's so scary and, and you know, life is scary. The world is scary. And it but, always has been. And it always has been. But if it is scary, we have to build stronger and more resilient people. You know what I mean? It has to match. You know, you're saying, you're saying oh, my gosh, it's so scary out here. Yes, it is. Well, then we got to prepare our children to be resilient that's the one thing I see all the time that we kind of lack, but also to be prepared. And it's okay to mess up. You know, you're not perfect. And when you look at different generations, you could talk to somebody, you know, in an older generation, and they're like, ah, you know, we didn't have anxiety back in the day. We didn't have that depression. We walked to school. We did these things. And it was like, you did. You had those things, but you were resilient. You pushed through all of that. Yeah. And that's where through the different generations— I feel like resilience has kind of left us. That's the key, right? Um, That resilience is what gets us back up, right? Or gets us through whatever hard times. times. Because that's just what life is. Life, Mm -hmm. you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have hard times. And I think that's what has been lacking for a while. And I hope we can bring it back. But that starts at home. Okay, so what does that look like? So when we say resilience, mm-hmm. I think maybe we all maybe we have different definitions. How would you define that? And how can we as parents, from your point of view, as caregivers, or you know, I would even say teachers, I would, any if you have a child in your life, yeah. okay, what can we do to foster that in our children? You know, I I still I think there's still I'm looking for all the answers to do that. But things that I've seen is to it is okay Allow your child to fail. It is okay Um, When you put that sense of, oh, my gosh, you cannot fail on a child, on a person, period. They're not going to try because that's too scary. So allow them to fail and allow them to try to pick themselves up and you can help them. That is fine. But to me, that's what resilience is, is that you're going to get knocked down 10 times, but you've got to get up that 11th time. Even though if you get knocked down that 10th time and you know that you are not going to make it to that 11th step, get up anyways. Even though you know the next blow is going to come, you still get up and you take it on the chin. If that makes sense. Like To me, that's what resilience is, is that <clears throat> no matter how long or how hard the road is ahead of you, you have to face it. You got to face it and you got to take one step. Every day you got to take one step to whatever it is you're trying to, trying to achieve. Avoidance doesn't work. No. Avoidance is the enemy and the complete opposite of what resilience is to me. Right. If you avoid something, you are not even a trying or to, to attempt it, then you can't even show or prove to yourself that you are resilient. And I would say, and I'm speaking to myself here too, okay? I'm, I'm not just like, hey, you know, we can have all this great advice, right? Uh, me too, but same. Also, it's, it's hit me like, you know, I'm I'm pushing my kids to do scary things. I'm pushing my kids to like, you know, do that hard thing, keep going. Yep. They've also got to see. They do. They and do. we have to model. And once again, we're going to fail. Absolutely. We're humans. So it's just, I think what we're saying is as as adults, as children, let's just be human. Just be human and support one another. And support one another in the process. Yes. And it's good to see. I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, you know, I try to 
show the youth in my life, like Kalani and Challen, that <clears throat> I work at something every day. I go to a job every day that I love, and they see me stressed, and they see that it <clears throat> it may take a toll on me, but I, I show up the next day. I want them to see that for me. They see every day that I go to the gym and I work on making myself better, um, <clears throat> not even just physically, but mentally. They see that. I want them to see that. This year alone, uh, Kalani, she started working out with me. So I ask her to do things. I tell her all the time, I'm not asking you to do anything that I have not done. And, and I know it's hard, but I know that she's capable. And so that's what I want her to see from me. That's what I want the youth in my life to see from me is that I'm working towards being a better me. I'm working towards being a better me for you. I'm working towards being a better me for my job, for the community. And if everybody did that, just work towards being a better you, whatever that may be. It, 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 it was spread everybody. like wildfire. Mm -hmm. It was spread in your school. It was spread in your community. It was spread in your home. It was spread in your church. It was spread everywhere. And that, if, if anybody's like, man, what, what, did that, what did that Kayla Magby stand for? What I want to stand for is that you as a person take care of yourself mentally, physically, all the above, so that you can be the best version of yourself for others. And then that they can see that and you're like, hmm, she's doing something right. I want to do, be the best version of myself. And then it's a ripple effect. Best, not perfect. Best, whatever best. your best is. <clears throat> I seen somebody say the other day, and maybe on TikTok, you know, everybody loves social media, but if you only have 50% to give and you gave that 50%, you, you hit your best. You oh cannot God. be so, I'm my own worst critic. And I have to look at that some days and like, man, I didn't even accomplish anything today. So, you know, I'm over here hacking and I sound like I got a frog in my throat, <laughs> but this is my best right now. This is it. This is my best right now. And so I can look at that and say, man, I sound horrible. Or I'm not, you know, don't have all my energy up, but this is where I am. So this is my best right now. You know what I'm you did? Give it to you. You showed up. I did. You got to. I'm like, give me <laughs> all the coffee. Give me all the tea. Give me all the water. I'm going to show up because I made a commitment. And, you know, you got to show up and you got to be resilient. And if I'm going to, you know, tell people, hey, this is, my, this is what I think and da, 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 da. I want you to see that in me. I want you to see that in me. Just like we spoke, you know, earlier, you know, I fought through the sickness or whatever. And the reason I took off that day because I felt like I could because we had a virtual day. So that's why I went to the doctor. But, you know, had we not had that virtual day, I know I would have went, went to work. That's just what it is. You got to be resilient. Yeah. But to a point, because you have to have self-care. You got to yes. have self-care. Yes. And um, when you mentioned the exercise, I I want to just speak on that for a minute Let's because I it. think that's, um, I feel like that's another lost Unless, and this is for all people, okay, yeah. whether, when I, I really prefer to say move because yes, exercise sort of triggers some people like, oh, I don't want to go to a gym for an hour. Okay, that's not, that works for some people and it doesn't yeah. for some people. But we have got to move. Our children have to move. Ooh. We cannot be indoors. We need the vitamin D. We got to walk off our stress. However you choose to do it, 100%. we got to move, right? Let me tell you. Okay, let me give a plug real quick. Let me shout out to my gym family, Foster's Training, Foster's Family. It's a fantastic place. It's owned by Marissa Foster. There's fantastic coaches over there. <clears throat> if you've never been, you got to stop in and check it out. There's amazing things going on in that building, and there's amazing people in that building. Um, but for me, and I think people who have seen my social media and seen me out, they know that I love to work out. 
And I'm so thankful for it um, because as a person in, you know, counseling and uh, I'm a self, I'm a, I'm a servant to others. A lot of times I overlook myself and what this has you know, provided me and, and offered me is my time. So like clockwork, literally, when I get off of work, I go to the gym. That is my hour, hour and a half where it is just me, my people in a safe place where I can work out. And not even like you said, it doesn't even have to be workout or exercise. It can just be movement to where what it does for me, it builds my confidence, not physically. The physical stuff comes later. It builds my confidence inward. My mental space, I have so much more clarity after I finish working out. That's usually when I journal. Um, after I have accomplished something that I thought, man, this is a hard workout. And in my mind, I'm literally like trying to talk myself out of this workout. And I have to be resilient to finish this workout. And when I am, I feel so much better about myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, it, it, you know, somebody else may have completed that workout in 15 minutes and it may have took me 25, but I did it. And I feel good about myself. So small things that help me feel better about myself, helps me work on my mental, my own mental well-being and gives me a peace of mind to where I can, you know, kind of sweat that day away, literally sweat it away. Absolutely. And then, you know, the best part about it, when I finish that workout, I can go home to my family and not take my work home. Because really yeah. we're in two totally different components in in as an adult, you are in your work life, you're in your personal life. And sometimes it's hard to separate the two. And you want to show up and be 100% for both. So I have that break kind of in between to where I can switch gears. And now I'm in my family, you know, my family zone and they deserve 100% of me just like my work deserves 100% of me. That's perfect timing. If everybody could do that, that, yes. that, that, that transitional yes. where yeah. you're, you're like, okay, you work out, like you said, you work out the day. <clears throat> And I just feel like it's important to say when I, when we say exercise, that can trigger some issues for people yeah. um, that might have body image issues sure. or think, okay, like it's all about the, like you said, the physical. Mm-mm. Okay. You, how you feel, this is where I'm at at this point in my life, how I feel mentally and physically is more important than how I look. Oh yeah, for sure. And I feel like in, you got it to get there. Like once you get there, it's like you've hit it. Where it's like, you can look good in quotation marks, okay, and not feel good. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it doesn't have to be working out like you said. It could be you go outside and sit on a bench. Yes. You go out, you go to your mailbox, you, whatever. And that's the thing. And it may take some time to figure out what your thing is. And that it it took me some time to figure out what my thing was. But whatever it may be, it may be just reading. It may be doing yoga. It may be just going for a walk. It may be literally just sitting outside. It may be going from your front door to your mailbox and back. Just something that will give you a peace of mind that keeps you moving, um, I think is a game changer. I think a lot of people... I think a lot of people forget about that. And it's scary to see that our youth, even more so than ever, are losing like the physical component of growing up and being a child. Mm-hmm. Um, getting outside and playing. Getting outside. I can't tell you. We used to have a, a bike gang, literally, in my neighborhood. We would <laughs> ride. Were we y'all would, scary? <laughs> no, I mean, we would ride bikes from sun up yeah, until sundown. Yeah. And then when the street light would come on, everybody would scatter and go home. But, I mean, we used to go and change out tires and, like, all the 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 rims to go faster. And, like, I, those days, I just remember I love those days. And 
I don't, I don't even see bikes anymore. Do people even own bikes? Like, uh, where do kids still like ask they for do, bikes for maybe, Christmas? I don't know. If they do, it's like they go on like trails. Like, yeah, it's just not like, like it's like an community. adult bike. Like, yeah, I used to ask for a, a brand new bike. I feel like every Christmas or birthday, like you needed a ten speed or whatever the speed was. I'm like, do they sell bikes anymore or um, basketball goals or whatever? We used to get out and do different things, and you don't realize the impact that that had on you. Not only physically, but you were outside. You also were being social. Now everything is inside. Everything isolated. Is on, isolated, and you're on a device. You don't know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot too. When we have like, well, yeah, I have a lot of friends. I'm like, who are they? And it's like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, they may be chatting with them on different games or. And isolation whatnot. just produces so much negativity. Now, we're not talking about like, I'm a big, <clears throat> I'm a big fan of alone time. Okay? Oh, I love like, alone time. I love that. But that's not what we're talking about. No. We don't need things. tons of alone, alone, like a lot of alone time. Yeah. Like if we are living very isolated, it is not healthy. And no. so it's it's like, once again, it's pushing Pushing ourselves, pushing our children. Yeah. And listen, they don't like it. No. They don't like it when we say, hey, turn it off, get outside. Oh, my gosh. It's like, what do you mean? It's literally (laughs) like you're asking them to do something that is dangerous. But, uh, you know, again, I think in, you know, five to 10 years, we'll go back and we'll see. I'm all, I, I love a good research and data and different things like that. And I've said for years, you know, since the COVID, you know, pandemic, that this time, the time that we've gone through, in our life will show up in history books, of course. But I think it's going to be more than that because it has changed the idea and um, the perception of what school or education could be. Because mm-hmm. we did virtual, we had virtual component, you know, the shout out to Fort Payne City Schools, we did not close our doors. We did had different, you know, aspects where you can be virtual or some could come on campus and that was wonderful and you know to to the students who did go virtual sometimes it it was great and they were able to transition back smoothly but some were not and having that long-term isolation I think will affect them um, and affect just the world years from now. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I think, and I think we're not, seeing it now. Actually, absolutely, we're we're seeing it now. It, you know where you see it at when you go through a drive-through, and they may say, "Hey, we're looking for help, or we're hiring." People went through that time, and they were isolated. People don't want to work anymore, or don't have the desire to be around a lot of people. It's not, and they may not not want to work. They may just not want to be around people, or deal in, um, you know, like. Uh, public service of anything so it is that's where I see it especially when the restaurants and the businesses were opening back up they were struggling it was like you know they had like half the crew was like where is everybody well everybody didn't come back to work you know that's that's scary because then you're like okay well if they if people figure out that they don't have to do these things then you know how is that going to affect the world long term affect our city and our community and our state and just all the above and I think you know, the next five or 10 years, we will see even more of that. Next time you go through a drive-thru and you're like, why is this so slow? Well, they're down like four people. Mm -hmm. I'll ask them. I ask people all the time, like, what's going on? Well, we just can't find anybody to come and work. And I mean, I've I've just, I've heard too many kids say this. Like, I think the the perception is, oh, well, people don't want to work. A lot of people don't want to work with people. A lot of people don't want to work with It's not just they don't want to work. They don't want to work with people. They don't know how. There's a lot of kids saying that. Yes. And so... (sighs) We've got, once again, we got to push. Yes. 
Gotta we we got to push ourselves. Yep. We got to push our kids and our lives with love. Yeah. And that that is a form of love, I think. It is. I think it's a form of love because it you're is. like, hey, I, I want you to be able to stand on your own when I'm no longer around it's you. It's the tough side of love. Yeah. It's, that's not, it's not the easy one. It's not the one no. we want to do. No, yeah. It's just, but we got to do it. We do. I think so, for sure. Um, which which brings me to, you know, the is you people, parents are like, okay, well, you're saying all this good stuff, but what are you going to do to help me achieve this? You know, and I'm like, yeah, I do say a lot of good stuff, but you're right. I, I need to put my money where my mouth is and and try to help you achieve these things that we are discussing. And that's this year, um, Aaron and I are going to uh, start a parent group. It's going to be called FPCS All In. Um, and this group <clears throat> is going to be offered to parents from any, any parent from pre-K to uh, 12th grade. They're welcome to come. We are going to have an hour group once a month um, at Williams Avenue from 4.30 to 5.30. The first 30 minutes is going to be um, targeting a specific topic. And the last 30 minutes is just going to be open discussion. And I think the open discussion part is what I'm most excited about is because I feel like parents, adults don't have an outlet and they feel like they're going at it alone or they feel like, you know, the things that they are trying to do is not working. And this is just a moment for them and for us as just people and adults to to talk, be humans, and just to say, this is what's going on in my life. What do you think? What what are your, um, you know, what are your opinions? And, and just to bounce ideas off each other. That, I think that's kind of what we're looking at is just to provide some support for our parents so that they don't feel like that they're going at it alone. Me and Aaron joke all the time that we co-parent you know, thousands of kids. And uh, to a sense, we do, because we want our parents to feel supported and to feel like we are on their side. We're a team. And even though you're on a team, with something, you're not always going to agree. And that's okay. That doesn't mean we don't want to support you. We want to support you. We're going to give our opinion, and we hope you give your opinion, and we still want to be a team to help you um, be the best for your child. I think this is awesome. I think it's needed. As I can say from a parent, I can't get enough resources. Yeah. Like, I mean, if if you are raising children right now, you like we never know it all. It's constantly changing. We we can learn from each other. Absolutely. Like 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 you said, just knowing you're not alone. You're not the only parent that's dealing with this. And being able to talk to other parents, being able to talk to you and mm-hmm, Aaron mm-hmm. and whoever else y'all might be bringing in is fantastic because there are so many resources. Mm-hmm. Not one person knows it all, mm-hmm. but we can walk this this thing together because it really does, as they say, it's so cliche, it takes a village to it raise a child. It takes a village. It just does. And, you know, <clears throat> that brings me back to, um, I sound so old when I say this, but like back in my day. Yeah, you, you know, sound old now. <laughs> <laughs> officially. When you start using that term. Back yes. in my day. But it's the truth is that, you know, if, if somebody seen me out in public and I wasn't doing Right. I wasn't acting right, which, you Lord, I didn't do that much because my mom didn't have it and my grandmother didn't have it and my aunts didn't have it. So I was I would say I'm a fairly well-mannered child. But let's say I was out somewhere and I was not doing what was right. It would be nothing for another adult to correct me. If you in school, it would be nothing for that teacher to correct me and my mom to back that teacher or my mom to back that adult. Nowadays, it's a conflict. And so 
Like you have parents who don't want anybody to get onto their child. And it's not that you're getting onto them. You're just trying to correct something. And it's not a bad thing. And I think that we have gotten away from that a lot. It's not to me that a pa- somebody's trying to discipline somebody else's child. It's just it takes a village. And as one parent, two parents, you can't be everywhere all the time with your child. And so I, I think actually that you that, don't. And I would argue you don't need to be their only teacher. You don't. You really don't. About life. You're right. I agree. And that's why I think it has changed a lot just because, um, you know, when I was growing up, I, I feel like there was a healthy, I don't want to say healthy fear of an adult will tell me if I'm doing something wrong, they're going to get on to me. It don't matter if I'm at church. It don't matter if I'm at a sporting whatever or at school. And as that adult will tell me, then I need to take that that direction and, and correct it. Now, children feel like nobody can get on to me but this one parent or but my two parents or but my grandmother. And so whatever this teacher's saying, I'm not listening. Whatever this coach is saying, I'm not listening. Or whatever this lady at <clears throat> Dollar General is telling me not to do, I'm not listening. And, you know, they feel like they can just get away with more. I, I, that's just my sense of it, that when people say, oh, it takes a village, it really does. Um, because I, I feel like you as a child you do need to take criticism from other adults versus just the the your your core parents in your life yeah that's true and you know going back to I, I did want to touch on which I guess is kind of what we're talking about with the parents and, and what y'all are doing right now with the program but there's what you know you, you hear about white knuckling and when you are struggling as a parent your child is struggling there's resilience, but that like, you know, going back to the 40%, like sometimes, you know, you're doing your best. Okay. Yeah. But that's where we as parents have to support our children mm-hmm. and, and help them get the resources that they need. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need the re- resources, maybe our children do. So going to resources. Um, so I love the um, the FPCS. I'll end. I love that. Mm-hmm. So do you have anything within the community uh places that you would recommend parents go to for for help for yeah you know anything I, I i think fort Payne is doing um a wonderful job now more than ever as far as private practices um primary care uh, offices uh, primary care doctors providing services that you know, we didn't used to have. So when parents are asking me for resources, I always tell them CED Mental Health Center, CAC, the Children's Advocacy Center, the Child's Primary Care, a doctor, whether it be Fort Payne Peds, Isabel Clinic, wherever they may go, Encore, um, talk to these professionals because they have kind of the ins and outs of what may be outside of Fort Payne. Also, we have a, a large group of private practices nowadays uh, in Fort Payne. We have Little River Counseling. We have um, Limestone. We have um, Mind, right. Mind Right. We have all of these places. Fort Payne Peace has a behavioral unit. A lot of people don't know that. Um, we have a lot of places, if I'm even forgetting any, that <clears throat> are there we just have to get connected to them. And most of the time you can get connected to them from the school, from us, or from a primary care. So that's why I always tell parents, don't be afraid to ask or talk to these individuals because they may not have the answers, but they may can point you in the direction who who could better help or better serve your child and your family, really. And as a parent coming to you, it doesn't mean that you're a failure as a parent. No. It just means... You need help, and as we all do sometimes, right? I applaud parents who, I applaud adults who ask for help. Asking for help is hard. 
It is. Asking for help is hard because it, it almost admits failure. But right. to me, I don't know why, but I've kind of flipped the switch. I guess I'm just getting older. This whole thing is just making me feel so old. <laughs> but it is, to me, it shows strength because you're like, I'm not going to keep making the same uh, mistake. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to ask about it. And I'm going to go to where I feel like I can get the best answer. Because like you said, nobody has all their answers. And you you would beat yourself up thinking that you do. And so to me, asking for help is huge. Ha- having open, um, vulnerable conversations, huge. Um, nobody likes to do that, you know. But if you want a positive outcome, you want the best outcome, that's where it's going to start is asking for help and just being vulnerable. Like, listen, this is how I'm feeling. This is what's going on in my home. This is what my kids got going on. You know, I I don't know what to do with it. What do you think? So I hope that's the attitude that parents feel like they can come with and not, it's not with judgment. No. It's not with be vulnerable, be open. Yes. Because very often I have found in situations like you, when you actually... When you've got a problem and you actually speak it, somebody else needs to hear that. Somebody else needs to hear the answer to that or what you're doing about that. Absolutely. And so I really hope that our Fort Payne parents and caregivers, and I would say caregivers are like whoever is. Thank you for breaking that up. Whoever, and that's something else that we do see all the time is that it's not just mom and dad. It's an aunt. It's an uncle. It's grandparents. Lord bless our grandparents because they are dealing with a whole generation gap. And then they're trying to raise their grandchild as a child. That's a whole just can of worms there. Um, But anybody who has direct contact with a child or children in their life, and they want to come and talk about it, they are more than welcome. They don't even have to be just Fort Payne City parents. They can be county. It don't matter. It's open. Um, you know, it, it's really open to anybody. We, we, we really want to be, um, we just want to, we just want to help. And Aaron and I have talked about this for a while. And Aaron is a, is a mother. She's a parent. Um, and she has, she's like, yeah, I want to, you know, dedicate some of my time to, to help people. And I think that says a lot too, just about her and her character. Um, but we all have things going on in our life, but if you, it's just an hour, one hour out of the month. And what we, we're going to try to do, we will have, you know, forms there. Cause they're like, I don't want nobody knowing my business. Fort Payne Lord is, I think just the South in general is all about, I don't want nobody knowing my business. Nobody wants to know your business. You know what I mean? Like nobody's out here trying to talk about your business. So we're going to have some release uh, <clears throat> confidentiality forms that we can sign so that, you know, it hopefully gives people a safety, a safety just mm-hmm. like a mind, like, a you know, just feel comfortable like hey we're not gonna go out here and talk about what you've done disclosed in in this group um we also you know maybe not this first session but maybe in the next one to come we hope to record it you know it, we 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 realize that some people don't have the the privilege to jump in a car and come um and so we because they may have to work or they may have you know kids to take take care of and so we're going to try to record it and, I was going to say, is there any child care provided? Well, we, we that may be a possibility. Okay. This first meeting, we're going to try to see how we can work this out to um, how many parents are going to show up, if they're going to have other children, things of that nature, because we do have a program within our school system called Peer Helpers. So we had talked a little bit about if there you know, were parents who had other children, could we ask our peer helpers to kind of like 
babysit them for the hour, play with them. Hey, you might have yeah. some people show up just, so, <laughs> just to so, have a good babysitter so for an hour. That's something that we're looking at, too, because Williams Avenue, um, Jamie McClung has changed that school. It is something like if you've never been in there it's a fantastic school oh, but amazing. they have uh what they call the clubhouse that is like something out of a storybook uh for children to play in um so that he's been extremely helpful for us to allow us to use some of the meeting space over there and so those are things that that we are hopeful to get into um Right now, we just got to take a step because yeah. it's never been done. So we just got to take a step and see kind of what we're getting into. That's exciting. And then we'll take another one next month and then see what else we can do to improve it. So that's just that is honestly Erin, uh, bless her heart, because I'm all the time like, hey, let's do this. And she's like, OK, <laughs> you know, she she's always like, what else did you get us into? But she has never turned the challenge down. And, um, you know, that that makes me feel good. too. It sounds like our good team. We are a I mean. I, it couldn't be a better team because I do kind of jump in. <laughs> and she's like, hold up. Like, and hold she's, up. Yeah, I do kind of jump in. <laughs> and then I tell her, hey, this is what we're going to do. Or this is what we got going on. And she's like, okay, well, we can do it. She'll, so I, that's why I feel comfortable and confident to say, what do you think about this? And she's going to give me her opinion. But she's never going to be like, no, we can't do it. Or no, I don't think we got enough time. We're going to figure it out together. And um, I, I think we, we are a good team. And I think Fort Payne um, – you know, I, I think they get the best of us every day that we show up, and I hope that they see that. And we want to continue to to grow and to provide um, things that's never been done before. We really want to be problem solvers, and not just in talking sense, but in action. Well, I think that's huge, and it, like, just it says something about you and Aaron both is just you're seeing the issues, and we can work with the kids all day long, and we do, and they have <coughs> resources. But we, as parents, we as adults, we as caregivers. We need help as oh, yeah. well. So this is kind of, you know, speaking into them and encouraging them and showing them where to find support and knowing yeah. that y'all are a support for them as well. Yeah. So that's huge. Yeah. And I think parents, once again, could not hear that enough that, yeah. that you're there. And if you can't help, you can send them to the right thing. So can I ask you before, as, as we wrap up? Yeah. Speaking about the first meeting, September the twenty first. Okay, do we have a topic yet? Um, the, the this topic is just going to be a general topic. Is uh, today's youth and mental health? So it's just going to be general, and we're going to do the first thirty minutes about that, and then the second thirty minutes is going to be open discussion. But in the future, our goal is to break it down into more specific um, topics, to where we may even have two meetings a month, where we have a more age specific topic for middle school and high school parents, and then a, a age specific topic for intermediate and. Uh, elementary parents so that they can get more for their time but this first one I think is just going to be general just kind of get our feet wet to see who all shows up what are their needs what do they think they want to talk about and then we can come up go with from a, there. Yeah, co- go from there and, and have like a, a better idea a better calendar as far as what all do these parents want to talk about do we need to have two meetings a month um are y'all thinking about potentially opening up to outside resources and, and oh, yeah, other speakers coming? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. We want to provide, you know, as much as we can. And I think people who are willing to come, we're going to give them the opportunity to come, you know, because um, we we can learn from them as well. Okay, great. So I'm so excited about this. Thank you for being a dreamer. Thank you for taking that baby step and, you know, just, you know, when you see an issue, when you're dealing with issues, you got to think about get outside the box. Yeah. Like 
and I'm I'm glad I'm all about trying new things and you know just see where it goes. But yeah. I think it's definitely a huge advantage to our parents and caregivers in this community. And I love that you're opening it up to not just Fort Payne, but yeah. beyond. So that just shows your heart. And yeah, it could be anybody. And, you yeah. know, I think, too, when, real quick before we forget, before I, before we finish up here, um, you know, I think another issue that we are seeing is that our teachers, our teachers are struggling and, you know, they are human too and they have a lot going on and, and they're the ones who are teaching our kids. So, you know, like you said, we provide wraparound service for our for our kids um, but we don't think about our teachers as far as what our wraparound services for them will be so that's that's going to be our next kind of project after we get this one up off the ground this is what I say by Aaron after we get this one up off the ground and Aaron's it's like running, hold up let's do yeah, this first <laughs> and it's running smoothly yeah. then we're going to try to fo- <clears throat> focus on our teachers oh gosh well we love our teachers and <clears throat> and yes any support once again we all need support that's it well, I learned a lot. I, I know our listeners will too. And I'm sorry you got a bad cough, but you know what? Hey, once again, you showed up. You got even to. you were at your best. You got to. And hey, we're here. And I hope, I, I really do believe people will find this information helpful. And <clears throat> if they need to, if they want to know more about this resource, this new program, or anything else, how do they need to find you? Um, if they could go to our school's website, which is just the Fort Payne City Schools um, website, they should be able to find it somewhere on the homepage there. Or there's on the side panel under the counseling tab, there's a mental health tab. Okay, great. I want to say thank you for what you do for our school system. For my kids and beyond, you're awesome. You and Aaron, thank you, thank you, thank you. We just cannot have enough we cannot have enough help and our kids are benefiting greatly. And um, I appreciate you and what you do within our schools and community. Thank you so much. And this, the opportunity, I appreciate it. You do a lot for our community and for our students. And so we're thankful. Um, You know, it's all about togetherness. It's all about, you know, lifting each other up and just trying to survive together, honestly. And um, that's true yeah we're just trying to survive <laughs> like let's just make it yeah um, survive so, well survive well for sure be resilient resilient that's it we need to put that on a t-shirt I think that needs to be a t-shirt <laughs> for sure I love a good t-shirt thanks Kayla this thank is fun thank you thank you so much it's great thanks thank you for listening to Parts of Us Podcast you can visit our website at partsofuspodcast.net or check us out on Instagram we would love to hear from you whether it be suggestions for the podcast testimonials sponsorship opportunities, or general feedback. Email us at monicaatpartsofuspodcast.com or reach out to us on our social media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.